Sir Calvin on Instagram asks, what about buying a business in an industry where you don't have any experience? Great question. I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Dealmaking, the broadcast podcast YouTube channel where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things. I talk to interesting people and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like, be sure to hit subscribe and let's get to it. Well, this is a great question, you know, because we're talking about a buyer potentially getting into something that they don't have any personal experience with. And so when I was a business broker, I used to see this all the time where people would come in and they would see no, oh, here, let's use this example. There was a fried chicken franchise I had for sale and it had great numbers. And people would come in and they would want to talk to me about the amazing profits of the fried chicken business. Uh, and I would ask them, you know, have you ever worked in a fast food setting? And they hadn't. And so all they were thinking about were the numbers. They weren't actually thinking about what the day-to-day -day life of the owner was likely like uh, in order to make those numbers come true. And so... Um, I would suggest sometimes to people, well, maybe you should get some experience. Why don't you go work in one of these businesses? And so here are some of the important questions you want to ask when you don't have any experience in a given industry. Number one, if this is a good deal that I've worked out, why was I the one lucky enough to get it and not someone else who's already in this industry? Why didn't they work out the same deal? maybe people in the industry see the deal a little bit differently than way, the way you see it, right? And it's actually kind of interesting because I, as a broker and as a consultant, I've met people before who were in a given industry, maybe even a multi-location business that looked at buying a business in another town in order to expand. And what they saw when they looked at the business was very different from what other potential buyers were seeing. And so sometimes people in an industry really understand the risks and hazards involved in a certain business and they're not willing to pay as much as somebody from the outside. So, so this is the danger, right? And this is why I often recommend, you know, and I mention as often as I can, take advantage of your expertise. So if you want to know about a certain industry and you don't have any expertise in that industry and you're thinking about putting your life savings and borrowing a bunch of money to get into that industry, you might want to have some firsthand experience about what that industry is really like. And so the great thing about this, especially in a tight labor environment, is that you can get paid to learn about a given industry by going and getting a job in that industry. And then once you have a little bit of work experience, and it sometimes doesn't take much, um, I know a guy uh, who wanted to open a pizzeria, for example. And so he went and got a job as a delivery driver for a pizza place and then just started volunteering if they needed help with prep in the kitchen during the daytime before the busy times. And he started doing that. And he started working as a, as a cook for a little while. And he started preparing the pizzas. And after about 10 weeks, he really had worked almost every job in there. And then he quit and went and opened his own, right? And so he earned money and collected tips when he was doing deliveries um, while he was learning about the pizza business. And so this is something that, you may or may not be able to do. If it's more of a professional type of environment, um, 
the the question actually goes on to mention fire protection, for example. So let's say that you're looking at buying a sprinkler company, but you've never worked in the sprinkler industry. If you have some kind of project-oriented construction experience from some other kind of business, like building fences or, or something like that, where you're looking at drawings, you're looking at projects, you're costing things out, then, then you have you know, applicable experience that can probably be translated from one industry to another, right? This makes sense. The, the other thing that you can do is you can borrow expertise through an industry-specific consultant. So I help people buy and sell businesses. I help people with the transaction part, with how we look at a business, how we evaluate a business, et cetera. But to go even deeper into a specific type of industry, it can sometimes make sense to go and work with someone who is just an expert in the management practices of that particular industry. Often we're talking about somebody who uh, maybe is retired from that industry, who used to run a business, and now they're working as a consultant, helping other people you know, become more effective, better streamlined, et cetera. And so I've had different clients hire these types of people to come in and take a look at certain businesses that they were looking at buying and give an evaluation as to what they felt about the efficiency, et cetera. So let me show you another example of how somebody can deceive themselves. So I had one client who found a business online for sale through a broker and asked for a bunch of information, paperwork, et cetera. And they got all kinds of numbers, uh, business profile, information memorandum, et cetera. And they were looking at things through the eye of a numbers analyst. And they were looking at turnover and they were looking at inventory turns and they were looking at margins and all this kind of thing. And they came to the determination that the business was being run very inefficiently. Okay. And so then they traveled to the business. It was in a, in a geography remote to where the buyer was. And they flew there and they spent a few days at the business. And they discovered that the reason <clears throat> on paper why the business didn't seem as efficient is because a lot of the research they had done was about a similar business in an urban area where you have a lot of customers in a small area. And this business was a more rurally based business that had to contend with geography problems like having someone drive for an hour before they got to their service call and then drive back. And so the numbers were different than what the expectations were on the part of the buyer. And when they got there, their, their belief was that there were all kinds of inefficiencies in that business that they were going to be able to improve upon. And they were of the philosophy that they could find this business that was poorly managed and then bring it up a notch and really do well. And what they found when they got there was a super streamlined, very efficient business where the owner was actually probably doing the work of two or three people. And I see this a lot too. And so when they really saw what they were getting into, they realized, oh my goodness, not only am I likely not going to be able to increase the efficiency of this operation, I'm probably not going to be able to do what that person's doing when I take over. I'll probably need to add more wages and have another person come in to help me out. And so it was a real difference between expectation and reality. And with, luckily they were able to recognize that, but if you had no industry experience at all and you didn't know what to look for when you went and saw that business, you might believe that you could simply take over the role of the seller uh, and you might end up getting yourself into a position that would not nearly be as lucrative as you thought. Anyway, I, I hope that helps. I'm so happy that I learned people can send messages on Instagram. I never knew that before I got this one. Hey, 
I just thought it was, you know, pictures of old steam trains and stoic philosophy quotes. At least that's what I get on my Instagram feed. But if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can. I'm on there somewhere um, and uh, post pictures that have to do with business and uh, when I go hiking and stuff. I post those pictures too. And I'll remind everyone, if you're going to buy a business, um, head over to businessbuyeradvantage.com and you can uh, sign up for my online course. And it's got everything in there that you need to learn how to buy a business in a risk-reduced fashion. Because the reason why we want to buy a business is to avoid the problems of a startup. But if you don't buy a business in the correct way, you can end up getting a whole bunch of risk and you shouldn't be doing that. You should be avoiding risk when you buy a business. And with that, I'll see you later next time. Cheers. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site, davidcbarnett.com, where you can learn more about me and how I work with my clients. You can learn more about my books and the online courses that I've prepared for you. You can find out about how to subscribe to my email list, the YouTube playlists, etc. There's literally hundreds of hours of content there, all for free, and I'd love for you to be my guest. Special thanks go out to Jeff Alpaw Customs for being my tailor. Men all around the world can look dangerous, just like me, with the help of Jeff Alpaw Customs. JeffAlpaw.com. Use the code DCB10 to save. They handle multiple currencies and ship anywhere you happen to be.